0: Hey everyone, welcome to Good Wolf Radio. It's Jerry Scarlato, founder and fitness coach at Thrivology in Alexandria, Kentucky. Today, we're going to start a series on motivation. We've mentioned a little bit about motivation as being one of the arguments we make with ourselves whenever we're trying to start something new. Arguments being things that we f- tell ourselves are in the way of getting going. Motivation is one of them. Time is another one. Money is another one. Those are the most popular ones, if you will. There's a whole host of other ones. We'll get to probably a number of them in time. Today, like I said, we'll start talking about motivation. Why is motivation important to talk about? It's important to talk about because motivation keeps many of us from making progress. It keeps us from starting the things that we say we're going to do, and it keeps us from continuing the things that we have potentially already started. It's not to say that motivation is not important. Motivation is a very real thing. We're going to talk about that, of course, today. Today is going to be kind of the groundwork for the next episode, but motivation is very real. Of course, motivation is important for Continuing to do the things that you want to do, or starting something new, or whatever. Um, but it may not, it's, it's worth thinking about in a different way because what we think motivation is may not be exactly what it is, or the way that we think about motivation and how we should feel with motivation may not be the way we should think about it. So, before I confuse you anymore, let's go into what that means. The way that we think about motivation is as just a feeling that shows up. We wait for motivation or we, whenever we don't feel motivated, we don't do something. And so we just just wait for it to show up. I liken it to waiting for anger to show up. So we've all been angry at some point in our lives. But it's like waiting for anger. And I'm just sitting here and I'm just waiting for myself to get angry. I'm just going to wait to get angry. And once I get angry, then I'll do something about it. Well, I don't really want to get angry. I'm not saying that that's necessary. But anger happens because of certain interactions and certain things. We have to be doing something, generally speaking, in order for anger to happen. Motivation is very much the same way, which we'll see why that is. Um, There was a definition of motivation that I came across that I enjoyed a lot. This is only part of the definition. Motivation is a condition inside of us brought on by internal or external forces that desires change either to the self or to the environment around us. So motivation is a condition. I liked the definition of condition or the idea of motivation of condition that wants to bring about change that change that we're trying to bring about is potentially a new habit so in the same way that habit brings us to a goal or is moving us toward a goal motivation is the thing that pushes us toward that goal whatever that goal is it can be big it can be small it can be simple whatever like maybe you just Want some crackers and so you're motivated to get up and go grab them that's a very quick simple explanation probably not the best one considering the context Um, or maybe it's something longer duration something that's 10 years down the road or a year down the road maybe you have a a marathon that you're getting ready for and you have to be motivated to continue to show up to train for the marathon so there's different levels of motivation um, and like I said, it's, it, you're moving toward a goal. Just like a habit, the habit is what moves you toward a goal that you're trying to achieve. Motivation is the thing that keeps you moving toward that goal. Um, motivation has to happen in different time frames. So I already gave a couple of examples of this. Motivation happens in short time frames, medium time frames, and long-term time frames. If you have a long-term goal, you have to be able to motivate yourself in a short-term time frame, a medium-term time frame, and also over the long term. Those are typically the harder ones for people to achieve. Health and fitness being the probably the biggest example of that. Getting in shape, And most people's minds, is very. It's what does get in shape even mean? How long is that going to take me? Is that going to take three months, six months, a year, a decade? What does it mean? So the, I, the long-term feeling of something and being motivated to move toward that thing is definitely challenging and real, uh, but you still have to be motivated in the short-term to be able to continue to be motivated in the long-term. So uh, that's very important to understand as well. Uh, there are two types of motivation. You have extrinsic motivation and you have intrinsic motivation. Extrinsic motivation is... Coming from outside of you, yourself, a couple of simple examples are nudges from a doctor. So let's say you go in for a checkup and you get your blood work done and your doctor looks at your blood work and says, yeah, not very good. It's probably best that you start doing something about this. Uh, maybe start exercising, start running, start eating better or whatever. That is the doctor telling you that you need to do it. That's doc going, hey. I'm external of you. I'm telling you that here's what you need to do. Another example might be, I don't know, uh, a teacher. So school is a great example. A lot of kids have trouble with school and getting through school because they're not quote unquote motivated to do it, but they're very externally motivated because there's their parents and teachers always nudging them to do better. It's important that you do better so that you can get better grades and that you it's important that you get your homework done and so on and so forth. And m- for a lot of kids, maybe not all, maybe not most, but for a lot of kids, getting through school is externally motivated most of the time. So we struggle with things that are externally motivated. We, we struggle with extrinsic motiva- motivation, if you will, because it's not something that we, it may not be something necessarily that we care about. Um, work is another example if your boss is telling you to do something that you're not excited about doing you doing that in a purposeful excited way uh, very small you pursuing uh, exercising or eating better or something along those lines because a doctor said that you need to do it but you're not excited about doing it odds of you doing that well are kind of small doesn't mean that you can't start doing it and then be excited about it which we'll get to that in a second uh, but the odds of that happening because it is extrinsic to you and not your internal motivation it's just it's just going to be much smaller so that's why motivation needs to be internal so internal motivation as i've already alluded to is something inside of you it is your own motivation for wanting to achieve something uh, we've already health and fitness as an example so I'll move to something different Uh, playing an instrument so maybe you've always wanted to play an instrument so you pick an instrument to play and it's something that you've wanted to do your whole life so you're internally motivated to get better at you know you want to pick up the guitar and you want to play the guitar every day or you want to play the piano every day or whatever it is Um, plenty of health and fitness examples for that as well but anyway the idea of intrinsic motivation is that it is something that you care about, that you want to get better at, and that you want to improve in. And nine times out of 10, not always, but almost always, nine times out of 10, if it is intrinsic to you, then you are going to be more motivated to continue to pursue it. It is, it is almost, almost that simple. So most of our conversation around motivation is gonna be revolved around the three components of motivation, which we're, we're gonna to get to in a second. And this is gonna help us restructure the equation, if you will, for motivation. And I don't mean equation as in this plus that equals that necessarily. I think of it as more of like a, a, a continuum of sorts. So first we wait for motivation to show up. Then we, once it's there, we get into action. And then once we're into action, we, achieve the thing that we're after. That's a very basic idea, but we wait for motivation. Once it shows up, we get into action, and then we achieve the thing that we're after. That's how a lot of us tend to pursue ideas, whether that's a new project, whether that's losing weight, whether that's trying to improve our fitness in general. That's how most of us do that, not most. A lot of us uh, get into action, if you will. As we look at these three components, we're gonna shift that around a little bit. So the three components of the condition of motivation are activation, which you can think of as direction. It is literally the action you've committed to to achieve the goal that you're after. Intensity, which you can think of as effort. It's the dedication you're putting into pursuing the thing that you're after, pursuing that goal. It's, liter- it's literally the effort you're putting into it. Uh, the last one is persistence. I think most of us know what persistence is, but it's the ability to maintain uh, action and intensity in the face of adversity. So obstacles come up, plateaus happen, things get in the way, unforeseen circumstances pop up out of nowhere. Persistence is the ability to overcome those things regardless of those things popping up. Okay. Um, I like to also think of this as endurance. Endurance is my word of the year, if you will. Endurance is again, just being able to go, being able to continue sustainable effort moving forward, no matter what gets in your way. So if we look at those components, activation, intensity, and persistence, what we don't see in there at all is sit and wait. Okay, what we see in there is action, intensity of action, and persistence of action. So that is going to shift our equation for motivation a little bit. That's going to shift it. And before we talk about that some more and what that shift looks like, let's talk about activation. So uh, that's going to be the bulk of the rest of this episode, the next episode we will be talking about we'll go in depth on intensity and persistence and what those look like and how we can improve those Uh, but today we're going to talk about activation because really what motivation is and what I like to think of it as is movement motivation equals movement in other words motivation equals action I don't necessarily mean movement in the uh, in the exercising sense although I kind of do but Motivation equals action. And here's how. Um, so motivation is hard to find sometimes because, again, we've, we've just been waiting for, we're, we're, we're putting it in the wrong context. We're putting it in the, the wrong equation. We, we don't have it lined up quite right. We sit around and wait. Once it shows up, then we do something. And then if it goes away, we stop doing something. And then we don't achieve the thing we're after. And we think, whoop, almost knocked my water over. And then we think that it's because we're not capable or we're not good enough or we're too old or whatever. Um, but it, it is in the waiting that is killing us. And here's why. Motivation is motivated by activation. You got that? Motivation is motivated by activation. And activation is... Is activated by <laughs> i feel like i'm just like i did this on purpose and as i'm saying it out loud i'm like okay anyway let's move forward activation is activated by things called neurotransmitters so what are neurotransmitters well the nervous system the nervous system uh is made up of two parts so you have your central nervous system which is your spinal cord and your brain essentially and then you have you you have your autonomic nervous system which is basically all the nerves that branch out from there Uh, they control some unconscious parts of your being if you will digestion and heartbeat and all that good stuff Uh, but then you also have your purposeful movements built in in there as well so Within all of that, your nervous system, you have nerves and cells that need to communicate to each other and tell each other what to do. The things that communicate between those cells or tell, tell, uh, go from the nerve to the cell to tell the cell what to do are called neurotransmitters. In other words, nerve transmitters, nerve that transmit a message, okay? Uh, a nerve transmitter that transmit a, transmits a message. Sorry, I'm repeating myself. Um, so that is exactly what a neurotransmitter is. It transmits a chemical message from one nerve cell across a space. The space is technically called a synaptic junction. Very fancy word. Um, but it, across a space to another, another nerve muscle or gland cell and once it lands on that cell it tells it to do something it's literally meant for that cell like a lock and key if you remember back in high school going through i guess this would have been in biology um, literally like a lock and key kind of idea where the lock is waiting in the key the message shows up and tells the cell what to do Uh, within that context the message that is sent to the cell uh, it triggers an action this is technically called an action potential in neurology uh, an action potential but it triggers an action and that action can be a number of different things based on what kind of cell it lands on or it goes to so for instance If a neurotransmitter goes to a nerve cell, it may send a nerve action that may come across as like pain or pleasure, may literally be physical pain that you feel. If a neurotransmitter goes to a muscle cell, it may send in a muscle contraction action. So contract bicep or contract finger muscles. if it lands on a gland cell, if a neurotransmitter goes to a gland cell, it may may tell that cell to release a hormone, release whatever hormone because this thing's going on. So literally it's sending a message to the cell to say, do this, here's what you need to do in response to what's going on. There are three types of messages that can happen bear with me for a second we're going to get through the other side of this and on the other side of this tells us why our equation for motivation is messed up Uh, so there are three types of messages that can happen Uh, number one excitatory excitatory is kind of what you what it sounds like causes the neuron to fire off a message and continue the message uh, it stimulates the action potential, if you will. So it, it makes the neuron excite or continue the message to another neuron. Inhibitory, an inhibitory message or neurotransmitter blocks the message from being passed along. Uh, in other words, it stops the action from happening. These kinds of neurotransmitters are Not all of them, but some of them kind of give you that relaxed and calm feeling. Those neurotransmitters are sending the cells a signal to calm down and keeping them from going into action, if you will. And then there's uh, modulatory neurotransmitters. And those communicate to a number of different neurons at the same time and they adjust how cells communicate. We're not going to go too into depth into those because that's not why we're here. Why we're here are mostly about the excitatory uh, neurotransmitters. There are three specifically that I want to talk about. Uh, Number one, just stick with with me. We're we're, we're getting there. We're almost there. Number one, uh, acetylcholine. It functions to stimulate muscle contraction and the nervous system. Muscle contraction, like I said, it it is what causes your muscles to move. You have to contract your muscles in order to pick your arms up or move your legs forward um, to literally get yourself into action. Number two are endorphins. Endorphins help bring a sense of energy and well-being and euphoria to your body. Number three, uh, and this one we'll talk about Numerous times through our time together is dopamine. Dopamine increases the pursuit of a goal. It also gets you literally moving. Um, It is the quote molecule of more literally gets you wanting more of whatever it is you're trying to pursue. So within those neurotransmitters, there are a number of ways to get them activated if you will meaning if you just sit around all day neurotransmitters of course are transmitting messages but they may be transmitting them at a lower level or not as effectively as they could be if i just sit and i don't think about anything there are inhibitory potentially neurotransmitters that are being released telling my body to calm down which is good if that's what i'm trying to do but if i'm trying to get motivated for something and i'm trying to get into action then it's not necessarily what i want to happen what i want to happen is to get moving get going start moving toward the thing that i want to do and those three neurotransmitters acetylcholine endorphins and dopamine not the only ones, but three of the main ones that help us get into action and can keep us moving toward the thing that we're trying to pursue. So there, of course, are a number of different ways to help get those neurotransmitters up and running. Um, Literally just having thoughts and feelings sometimes can, can be that, like I said, we wait around for motivation, which is a feeling, if you will. If we wait around long enough, it'll show up eventually, but then it'll go away. Um, So that's one way we can kind of wind ourselves up into motivation uh, through thinking, if you will. I'm sure you wound yourself into anxiety by thinking too much about stuff. You can do the same thing about motivation, anger, any kind of feeling or emotion. That's just neurotransmitters swirling around and telling nerves to send certain signals. So you can do that, Uh, but most of us have a hard time doing that when it comes to motivation. Uh, You can also eat different things to help release and increase the production of these neurotransmitters, which is helpful as well. Uh, Dark chocolate, for instance, is helpful for both endorphins and dopamine. But at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, the best thing that you can do is literally get yourself moving. It is literally action. It is going. As Tony Robbins says, Emotions are created by motion. And if you want to build endorphins, if you want acetylcholine and dopamine to help you do the thing that you want to do, you need to move. You need to get into action. Now, there's levels of this. It can literally just be getting up and moving around. It can literally just be walking. Let me, let me at least get myself walking so that I can feel like doing something. Um, but if you really want to do it, then exercise is going to be the best way for that to happen. And regular exercise, especially built into your routine, is going to help those neurotransmitters keep you moving towards the goals that you're trying to pursue. So ironically, ironically, the thing that we're waiting for most of the time, motivation, which is keeping us from moving towards the goals that we want to achieve, is brought about by doing the things that we're trying to do by doing the things that we're waiting to do because we're waiting for motivation. If we do the things we will get motivated and it is not only, but a lot because we will be reinforcing that through our movement and we will be helping our nervous system and helping our body produce the things that it needs to produce to get us, those signals to tell us to move, to get us excited, to give us energy, to help us feel good about what we're doing. Um, And it is in the action that moves us forward and keeps us moving forward. So our equation then changes. Instead of wait for motivation, motivation shows up, get into action, and then achieve the thing, hopefully. Uh, Instead of that, Sorry, I just bump the mic if you heard that. Uh, instead of that, what we do is get into action, get motivated, and then achieve the thing. Of course, all of that is set over time, which is what persistence is all about, which is what we'll talk about next time. But that is what that should look like. And hopefully that helps you understand a little bit of why, if you're having a hard time achieving the thing that you're trying to achieve, why that is. If you keep telling yourself, well, I'll just wait, or I'm just not feeling it, feeling it right now, it is partly, potentially because of this, because you're waiting for something that is fleeting. Feelings are fleeting, emotions are fleeting, and that is essentially what motivation is. And unless you get into action, get yourself moving, and understand that movement equals motivation, then it's gonna be a long road ahead. And we don't want that we want this to be sustainable whatever this change is that you're trying to make okay Um, so quick summary of today we talked about the two types of motivation intrinsic motivation and extrinsic motivation why it's important to be more intrinsically motivated than extrinsically we don't want people nudging up against us all the time we want to be able to be internally driven as much as possible excuse me Uh, we talked about we briefly covered the three components of motivation we talked in depth about activation we also mentioned intensity and persistence which we'll go in depth on next time and then we talked about neurotransmitters and how neurotransmitters more specifically acetyl acetylcholine endorphins and dopamine are what get us motivated and keep us motivated over the long term, as long as we keep ourselves in motion, moving toward the thing that we want to that we are trying to pursue. Okay, um, a couple of questions to ponder for next time. Let me find my place here. Here it is. Number one: When is the last time I let motivation or lack thereof keep me from moving forward? And in the same context what can I learn from that? So when, when did you tell yourself that, oh, I'm gonna wait for motivation to show up and what can I learn from sitting around and waiting? Did I actually get anywhere because I sat around and waited? If you did, cool, how did you figure that out? If you didn't, then what happened? Like, why are you not making that an action? Number two, am i pursuing this goal due to extrinsic or intrinsic motivation this is a very important question because if you're having a hard time doing a thing and you're continuing to do it but you're not really making any progress on it you may be doing it from for extrinsic purposes which is okay but it, if you can move that to intrinsic motivation It's going to be much more sustainable and you're going to get much more out of it. Lastly, how can I start taking action now to increase my motivation for the future? Okay, remember that you're always setting yourself up for either success or less success in the future by the actions that you take today. If you keep yourself in motion, keep yourself in in movement toward the thing that you're after, it's going to be more likely that you achieve it. It's almost that simple. Um, It's worth thinking about these questions, sitting down and writing down your answers, or at least thinking through your answers. Um, And I appreciate you spending time with me on this topic. Like I said, we're gonna dig a little bit into the next components of motivation in the next video. And until then, my friends, Here's to your success in health and fitness mastery.